What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice so you know that she's not going to shout now. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about. No fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast. This is episode. Whoa, why didn't I know this in advance before I hit record? I did a sound check. It's episode 26. Everybody relax. Everybody calm down. It's episode 26, which you already knew because I have labeled it as such. But this, this, what you're hearing was recorded before I labeled the episode. Nobody cares, Jen. How is your Halloween, everybody? Are you still eating candy? As I mentioned on last week's episode, I did not go to any Halloween party, and I worked until about, I don't know, 7.30 or so that night, so I didn't do anything Halloween-ish. But I did experience something joyful where, because the last Halloween I was in Los Angeles, I had moved to Brooklyn, or you know was half living in both, and so I had secured my apartment here in Brooklyn, and then went back to LA for a couple of weeks, and I usually spend Halloween with my friend Chris Frangela and my friend Sarah Colonna. I, go, I will go to Chris's house where, you know, he, he and his wife take their kid trick-or-treating. And the years before that, it was like, there was no kid. And then, oh, the kid's a baby. You know, come over, drink wine on the porch, hand out candy. And now she's old enough to trick-or-treat. So last year, Sarah and I went to Chris's house and we sat there handing out candy while him and his wife took their kid around the block. And I bought this glow-in-the-dark candy that never glowed in the dark. I never heard the end of it. And it was always it was always a nice neighborhood time and I would never know what any of the kids were. No idea. No idea what the costumes were. It was like, I'm Stormtrooper Starbird from the new Cineplex 3 Galaxy Heroes movie. I'm like, I don't know what that is. But you I'm sure you look just like them. It 
he, she, or robot that you're playing. And, uh, and then after that, Sarah and I went to our favorite wine bar where they were doing wine paired with candy, which I thought was such a cute idea until I had a sugar hangover. So this year I was working and walked home in Brooklyn and it was great. First of all, there was an ice cream truck. It was a little balmy, okay? It wasn't cold. It wasn't the Halloweens of my day before climate change really just started showing off. You know, back in my day, you could uh, sometimes have to wear long underwear underneath your costume. I don't mean like you're nude. I don't mean like these days, everyone's nude under their costume. That's not what I mean. But you'd wear your clothes and long underwear under your clothes and then your costume over that. And it was often freezing because it was October 31st, almost November. And yesterday, uh, or whenever Halloween was, was downright humid. Felt like I was in New Orleans or something. So, but I'm walking home from work and that's why there was this ice cream truck because of the humidity. But there's nothing more psychotic than seeing an ice cream truck in the dark (laughs) on the side of the road where every house has skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns and spooky things. And I guess that spider web stuff that's actually bad for the environment and kills bugs and kills birds. Okay. Wait, I didn't know that. I don't put any of that shit out, but I took a picture of it and I posted someone's really cool haunted house on Instagram and everyone came after me. That white stuff is bad for the environment. You shouldn't promote it. Guys, I'm not promoting it. Can we, why am I on the internet? Does anyone can just, let me just get back to that. But there was an ice cream truck I mean, if that's not just the call of a murderer, I mean, if you're a murderer, I don't know if you've thought of this, get an ice cream truck or get a truck and decorate it like an ice cream truck and put that little crazy ass song on it. Ding, 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 ding. And, you know, make it look like you got ice cream in there. Buy some cones right? Cake cones, buy some ice cream scoops, put up some decals of different kinds of ice cream, drive around, park somewhere, let that music play, let all the kids run to your ice cream truck, you snap them up and you drive off and do whatever or murder the adults. I don't care. I don't know what kind of murderer you are. But the fact that there's not more on Halloween doing that, like, oh, this is a great night to pretend I'm someone in an ice cream truck. Although I will take that back. It's not a great night to pretend you're someone in an ice cream truck because an ice cream truck at night, it looks creepy. Uh, Unless it's in the middle of a big city and there's all these food trucks, but this, there was no food trucks. It was very dark you know, city neighborhood. So it's more crowded than probably your average suburb in terms of cars coming and going, but it was still pretty dark on the sidewalks and nobody was going to the ice cream truck. Nobody. It was almost as if just kids instinctively did not respond to the song because it was dark and it seemed literally dark, like the adjective dark, meaning not opposite of light when we're talking about sun versus no sun. I think you get what I mean. Or maybe they were just too focused on their candy, but just no one was going up to the ice cream truck. So it's actually a bad night uh, if you're a murderer 
to do the ice cream truck thing, because I think even that's too over the top. People are like, it's obviously a murderer, even if you're not. I think this guy was a legit ice cream truck guy. In fact, I know he was. This part may be boring, but we had an ice cream truck come to the set of where I work. You know, we we have treats come every once in a while, every couple of days on a super long shooting day for the crew. And you know, we got this email on Halloween. It's the Mr. Softy truck, you know, between three and four or whatever hours it was. It might have been even a little later, like between four and five, go out and get an ice cream. And I think this guy was like, sweet, I'm going to drive all around Brooklyn since I'm already out and I'm going to get all this business. And I don't think it worked out for that guy, but I'm pretty sure the ice cream truck I saw was the one that had been on our set that day, but out in the parking lot. But anyway, so I take it back. If you're a murderer, do not get an ice cream truck on Halloween, but definitely be one of those adults who dresses up and run breathlessly up to other adults and their kids and say, have you seen a little boy? He looks like this. I mean, you're lying. There is no little boy. And everyone's like, no. And you're like, oh my God, I just, um, I don't know what to do. Um, I, my phone's in my, my car. So um, I'm just freaking out. Could someone just walk me to my car? Just, just get one person to walk you to your car and then you just grab them and throw them in your car. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. These are hot tips, you guys. This is not on the paid version of the podcast. I have, every week I put out a mini version of the show. It's about 10 to 15 minutes long. And then if you want to hear the entire episode ad-free, which is about an hour, sometimes it runs 90 minutes, you can join my Patreon and you can click the link that's there for you in the show notes. And then once you join the Patreon, you can take the RSS feed of No Fun, my podcast on Patreon, and just copy it into whatever podcast app you normally listen on. And it'll deliver to that, whether it's, you know, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as they call it, um, I think Amazon Music, Spotify. I think all of these allow you to do it either way. The point is, however you do it, you know, it, it could be easy for you. And it's either three, four, or five bucks a month, depending on how many episodes you want. And then you can join annually, and that gives you a 10% discount. So, you know, you do you, go off, do your thing. But anyway, I'm just telling you, I'm not giving these tips under some paywall. <laughs> this is free to everyone. Um, I think these things because I fear these things, you know, I don't actually want to do these things. And maybe that stuff is on my mind because I watched that Ethan Hawke movie, The Black Phone. And I have thoughts. I, I will tell you them in a minute, but does tie back to Halloween. So I'm walking home and I am just delighting in the costumes I'm seeing because it's not a lot of superheroes and things I don't really know what they are. We, there was, it was very old school in Brooklyn this year. There was a lot of people wearing that big dinosaur costume. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where somehow the head is being held up. It's like eight feet tall, but I think it's just a, one small child in there and it's walking around. It's the cutest thing. I saw a dinosaur with a tutu on. I saw just lots of witches, you know, and zombies and, and vampires. Just little kids dressed like that is really fun. I didn't see a lot of stupid 
superhero movies and I hate to be this person what I'm about to say, but I just hate to see little kids dressed up like some corporate cartoon doing free advertising for Disney. I don't, can you imagine just walking through life like that? Oh, what are you? Just some free advertising for your corporate or overlord Disney? I know. I just like, um, Casper the ghost. That's my most current reference. I just like Casper the ghost. I didn't even, what's a corporate anything. What are you saying to me? Why is an adult yelling at me? (laughs) You can't be like that all the time, but it's like just honestly less cute. You know, in, in my day, it was Star Wars and people wore their plastic, toxic Darth Vader masks and things like that. And I don't know, I'd rather just see you do something creative, like be a pirate. What was that awesome black crayon stuff that was non-toxic or perhaps it was toxic. Who knows? It was the eighties, but you could just put it all over your teeth to make it look like you had black teeth. If you know, it was, it was big in the pirate or hobo costume, um, world and and sometimes witch, but we always had one of those on hand, always one of those black crayons on hand to put inside your mouth. Anyway, but there was this adult who was behind a fence on his front lawn. He had dry ice and, you know, kind of spotlight lights and his home was decorated. And I think his wife was next to him. She was on the stoop handing out candy and he was dressed in all black with, it was like a glow in the dark skeleton outfit. So he's in all black, but it's a skeleton on the black and he's (laughs) and some painted skeleton face on and he's just playing that song i always feel like somebody's watching me and i have no privacy you know that is michael jackson doing the i always feel like that's him doing that part but the rest of the song which is kind of like a singing rap um that's someone else and i forget his name not relevant to the story but that guy was just kind of dancing to that doing these weird lyrical arm movements where he's reaching towards people and pointing and just being all skeletony and scary. And like a dork, I have to stand there and watch knowing he's going to do that to all the kids. And then he's going to come around to me and he's going to point and I'm going to scream and I'm going to love it. And that's exactly what happened. And that was exactly the right amount of Halloween for me. And also though, if I were, I was going to say if I were an adult, and I'm waiting to become one any day now, but if I had a home like that, like a brownstone with a yard. I think I would do something like that. Now, I think it's a little easier to do that stuff when you have other people with you, whether it is a spouse or a friend comes over. I think if you're just alone doing that and people are like, okay, we love the dance. We got it. You're skeleton. Um, Where's the candy? And I'm like, you have to watch a five minute dance first. Um, I put this together to a bunch of scary Halloween music. If you don't stay to watch me do Thriller, you don't deserve candy. That's probably what would happen. Anyway, so my point in bringing up the Ethan Hawke thing, my back was in bad shape last weekend. I won't bore you with the details, but I did some things. I did some, I did some things to my back by not doing things to my back. Does that make sense? I was not doing preventative things that I needed to do to uh, make sure that my back could withstand the bizarre situation I was in last weekend. Uh, Certainly not bizarre. I just had to go to Long Island for a couple of days for work. Um, We were filming up there and just sitting in traffic for a long time. And then 
wearing shoes that weren't exactly right for it. They, they're totally fine and not high heels or anything, but they weren't exactly the right shoes for standing around 12 hours. And the bed at this hotel was just a disaster. And so things like that, I need to do some preventative stuff and some upkeep um, on my delicate back. And uh, I didn't. So uh, that's that. So my back, I've had some pinched nerves. It's been miserable. So last weekend, the weekend that everyone was at Halloween parties, I was just recuperating from like late nights on set, getting in at three in the morning, whatever. But I was so uncomfortable with my back and knowing I couldn't get to uh, see anyone to help me with it until Monday. It was just, you know, when you're, I don't know if you feel this way, but like, even if you have the biggest fear of death in the world, when you're throwing up, you're like, I literally don't care if I die. Like, I'm not afraid. This is awful. That's how I feel when I'm in any kind of pain. I feel like I'm not, not that I'm not scared of death, but I'm not scared of scary movies. I do not like scary movies. I do not like to feel darkness. I don't like blood, guts, murder, shooting, scaries. I don't like it. There's a few exceptions that I make, which is the TV show, Barry and, um, uh, stranger things. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But in general, I'm never, I'm never sad to miss a horror movie and they don't sit right with me. And I live in a very small apartment in Brooklyn that is on a a high floor and there's a doorman and 24-hour security and my door is steel. I mean, literally, unless it like Superman flies by and tries to break in, it's very safe. But I still think somehow whatever from whatever movie is in my closet that doesn't even have enough room to hold my vacuum cleaner if I hung it up, let alone a person. But, you know, I'm like, nope, they're in there with, they're in the closet with the washer dryer. No, they're not because the washer dryer barely fit in there. Yes, I'm bragging that I have a washer dryer in New York. Anyway, so I watched the black phone because I knew this is the only time I can watch it. I watch it in the morning. So it gives me all day to recover. I don't go right to bed after it. And then my pinched nerves were in so much pain. I was like, I don't even care. I can't even be scared. And I actually wasn't scared. But what what I didn't know, and if anyone, this is a spoiler for the the good of the world. It's not going to tell you how anything ends. But the first half hour of the movie is very, I found triggering. There was a lot of violence that that was not the, his character is called the grabber. It's a lot of kids at school in grade school and middle school fighting and showing it up close. And just that kind of fight where a kid is knocked out on the ground and someone keeps kicking them in the head and fighting them and kids are cheering. I literally felt like I was having a PTSD response. I would get so triggered when kids would fight at school. And through all the work I did on my other podcast that was a limited series called Anxiety Bites, I really learned from talking to tons of psychiatrists and neuroscientists and therapists and researchers that this notion that every single thing that triggers us or bothers us is learned in childhood. Like it's just not true. The world raises us as much as our parents. If you think about it, you know, all the good things that your parents do are sometimes things you turn away from, or even, you know, they're not going to 
exactly totally influence your taste in music. You might like some music from your parents' generation, but my parents didn't know the Smiths and they became my favorite band. I was very influenced by the people that introduced me to that. And then once I heard it, I liked it for myself. But it's that same thing where I remember talking about it once. It's like, why am I so triggered by kids fighting? You know, it's like, therapist trying to find a deep reason. There's no deep reason. It's violence and it's very disturbing. It's extremely disturbing. I, I, I literally, my little brain could not comprehend. I can understand the anger of the first strike, but if that first strike doesn't snap you out of your anger and you can wail on someone when you don't know if they're alive, that frightens me to see it in children and to see what frightens me even more is the reactions that other people have, the people stand around and watch. And then next level, people that cheer it on. I was always in hysterics trying to stop fights or running away and getting a teacher. It was just, it just, I don't know what it is. It just triggers me, but I'm not curious about what it is. It's obvious what it is. It's violence. I don't like it. So a lot of scenes like that and, you know, a father like whipping his daughter because she's psychic and like alcoholic father being mean. It was just like, why is this movie so dark? And I thought it might have something to do with the grabber, like in Stranger Things, the big monster that tries to get all the kids, um, he kind of preys on kids that have had trauma. He somehow psychically senses it. So I thought maybe it was going to be something like that, but it was just there to show that it's basically a coming of age story where, you know, they plant that seed very early where the boy is like afraid of violence, but doesn't do anything about it. And he doesn't defend anyone. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't defend his sister. And his friend says to him, you know, one day you're going to have to learn how to throw a punch. And, you know, I'm sure you can see where that's going in a horror movie. And then it's like a coming of age story. It also has this thing where I'm like, oh, the director just watched Dazed and Confused. It's trying to be Dazed and Confused in the moments it's not a horror movie. And it seems not authentic. It, it, I understand that the best part of a horror movie sometimes is the moments when things are normal because that builds that suspense and creates a world. It just didn't do it. I actually don't think it was well done. Like, no offense to everybody. But Ethan Hawke's my favorite actor, and so, and he was great, but, you know, again, I'd rather see a movie where I can, like, see his face so I can, like, see his acting and whatever. But my point is that that's why I'm probably, like, thinking about people grabbing you and putting you in their car because that's what he did. But my whole point, bringing it back to Halloween, I watched it. Yes, it didn't totally bother me because it wasn't so much pain anyway, but it did bother me. I felt bummed out all day. And then at night, I definitely got too afraid to get up and go to the bathroom because I thought the grabber was in my bathroom. You know, normal stuff for a 40-ish person. But Ethan Hawke lives in my neighborhood-ish. Uh, that's a stretch. I mean, he lives in a very wealthy brownstone part of my neighborhood. Um, one might call it the next neighborhood over if one were to uh, do that. It's about a 15-minute walk from my apartment. And I remember he was out last year giving out candy someone had reported. And I was like, oh, I should walk by there this year. But again, I got out of work late. My back was killing. I was like, it hurt to walk. I just wanted to get home. And part of me was like, just go by that neighborhood and see what's going on down there. So there's this restaurant that's like kind of across the street from where he lives that I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a glass of wine there and like bring a friend and we'll like, I don't know, 
I've literally, it's not a crush thing. He's just my favorite actor. And I feel like he's like the Gen X godfather along with Keanu Reeves. Um, and then I saw online that he had dressed up like the grabber, his character in black phone or whatever it's called. and was giving out candy. And I really did want to, if I had walked by and seen him, I would have tried to get like a minute of discussion with him about how much I love the good Lord bird and how angry I am at anyone who doesn't watch it, which means every single person I know, because I can't get anyone to watch it. And I'm like, is everyone racist? Like, why won't you watch this? And, and then I would want to say to him, um, that I actually didn't think his character, this is a spoiler. So you can pause it or fast forward if you want. I didn't think his character in black phone was a murderer at first. I thought, oh, that would be too easy. And the way he's acting this, like maybe he's just a freak. And so I'm sure he would have been like, um, thanks person, but it's Halloween. I'm trying to talk to people in costume. You may go, Jen, why do you know where he lives? Good question. I swear all of it is from the internet, but it was an accident. I was, when I first moved to Brooklyn, I Googled 10 best coffee shops in my zip code and it brought up all these places. And one of the places it brought up was not really a traditional coffee shop, but an Italian restaurant that is open early in the morning. You can get yourself an espresso cappuccino, but it's too far away for me to like make that a morning coffee stop, you know, but it said, oh, and um, Ethan Hawke is known to go here in the mornings for coffee. And it, then it also said like, and it's a great Italian restaurant. And I was like, that's my favorite kind of restaurant. So I didn't write down what it was because it was too far for me anyway. But I was like, oh, that's fun. And then one day when I wanted to go to like a nice Italian restaurant dinner, I couldn't remember what that place was called. So I was trying to find the article that I originally had read. And I wrote Ethan Hawk Brooklyn Coffee Shop. And that article came up, but it also came up. Ethan Hawk sold his apartment in Manhattan for this uh, apartment on Blah Blah Street in Brooklyn. It just like said the address. And I was like, oh my God, I could not see it. It just kind of stuck in my head. Um, and it's right near that restaurant. So there you go. You can just look people's address up on the internet. Freaks me out. There's another hot tip for all you weirdos out there. Don't do it to me. Okay. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, I'm going to be telling stories about my dad finally got an iPhone. I think my mom and dad went on a murder mystery train and they had to do some acting. (laughs) I'm going to talk about uh, Elon Musk taking over Twitter just a little bit, just a little bit. I've got more stories from the Nextdoor app. Um, I've got a listener email about is using dried flowers ever okay? I have a boring story about going to the Hertz counter. Now, if I don't get to all of these stories, don't come after me. They'll just be on the next episode. And you'll know exactly what stories I'm doing if you read the link, if you read the the words, the notes, the show notes. And then you can follow that link to join the old Patreon. Okay, everybody. Until next week, have fun.